So let's say you had kids and they needed some kind of therapy. They have the consult with a therapist and they go through some exercises in the consult and everything goes really well. And then the therapist is like, okay, so between this session and the next, you need to do these exercises because things don't improve just by doing these exercises in the 30-minute consult every few weeks when you come and see me. And so the therapist writes it down on a bit of paper, the exercises that need to be done, gives it to mum and dad, and away you go. You go home to do your homework. Then life happens. You put the paper somewhere, you get swept up away in the day-to-day, and then all of a sudden it's time to go back to the appointment in a few weeks, and lo and behold, there's no progress. The exercises weren't done. It can be a waste of time and money for you as a parent, and it clogs up the healthcare system and just means unnecessary long and repeated sessions, and generally it's just a mess. My next guest is here to fix all that. Laura Simmons is the CEO and founder of Theratrack. Theratrack is a digital platform enabling pediatric allied health therapists to track client progress and bridge the gap between face-to-face sessions. Today, we're going to talk about what it's like being an OT in 2021, what it's like starting up your own tech company while maintaining a clinical role, and the importance of community in healthcare in the industry, plus lots more. So let's make it happen, Team Health Tech. Play the music. Welcome to Talking Health Tech with Peter Burge, a podcast featuring conversations with key players and influencers to promote innovation and collaboration for better healthcare enabled by technology. With me today is Laura Simmons. She's a passionate paediatric occupational therapist, helping families and working with children living with a range of disabilities. Laura has worked in the private health sector for over five years and is the CEO and founder of Theratrack, an online platform designed to empower clients accessing allied health therapy. Hey, Laura, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Peter? Super duper. Thanks so much for joining on the show. It's great to finally have you on here. We've talked a bit in the Talking Health Tech community. Yeah. It's high time that we've got you on the pod. So welcome. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. All righty. Well, let's do it then. Let's get to know you first, Laura. Who are you? What's your story? What's your background? Well, yeah, I mean, you gave me a pretty good intro in the start. So yes, I'm a pediatric occupational therapist. I've worked in Sydney, I think, I mean, it says on my bio over five years, I think I'm nearly up to 10 now. I should probably update that soon. <laughs> should give a range, crazy, right? a range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A range, a range. And I've worked across private clinics, schools, all that sort of thing for the last almost 10 years now in Sydney. And then I've done a little bit of work abroad, a little bit of research in the autism space and things like that. But really my biggest focus here is obviously Theratrack as my as my digital health company. And then also being a pediatric clinician. I also specialize in kids with restrictive food intake disorders. So kids that have really significant fussy eating problems, um, which is really fun and probably the crazy story behind how Theratrack started, which is a whole fun thing. But yeah, so that's me in a bit of a nutshell. Pretty cool. I'm keen to learn a bit more about Theratrack too. Give us the spiel. What is it? Who's it for? And what problem does it solve? Theratrack's a digital platform that enables any allied health professional to create custom therapy home programs for kids um, and then track their client progress from a distance. So what we do is we look at the in-between of therapy. So we know from research that you know, the minute someone leaves a medical practitioner, they forget up to 80% of what they've just been told. And I know as a practitioner that the pieces of paper just get lost. The emails get buried in files and there's so much missed and kids will backslide between appointments because like you said, life happens. 
and parents sometimes have multiple kids with disabilities like and they just need a reminder they just need to be like oh this is what I'm supposed to do on Wednesday morning or this is what I'm supposed to do on Saturday afternoon and there's nothing really other than spending hours putting reminders in an iPhone that works like that in therapy where a therapist can also track that progress. So that's what TheraTrack does. um, And that's what it does now. What we're looking at future-wise is looking at how we can use the data set that we're creating to create real-time predictive treatment strategies. So what we can do with the data set is look at what kids are being prescribed, what activities are working, what's not working, and the demographics around those activities and those kids, and then look at trying to translate that to someone else who maybe might be in a rural setting who doesn't have a therapist or doesn't have access to therapy in the traditional sense. And so supporting them. So that's our long-term goal. But yeah, where we're at at the moment is the multidisciplinary platform. Yeah, interesting. I'm keen to learn a bit more about the functionality and how that all works in a bit, but it's always good hearing a story on how things came to be. So the practical use of TheraTrack and how it came about, what was that story that you were going to tell? Oh my goodness. It's such a funny one. I always have to laugh about it because it started back years, years ago. I sort of, I've always been, you know, my family have always said, you're always an entrepreneur. I've been hustling and I think I was running small businesses when I was five, trying to sell things out of our front garden and stuff like that. I've always been sort of that person that was going to be an entrepreneur. And a few years ago, I was sitting around and going, oh, my kids that I'm working with in feeding therapy, it's really tricky to get them to do stuff at home. Maybe I'll write a cookbook because prior to being an OT, I nearly became a chef whole nother, whole nother world. And so I was like, I'll write a cookbook. I like food that will help kids do stuff at home. It'll help them get engaged and and feeding therapy is quite intense, you know, requires hours and hours of practice at home more than I think than your traditional physical therapy and things like that. And we're sitting down around the dinner table with the parents and they sort of went, cookbook's great, but how far can you really take a cookbook? And I sort of went, okay, maybe I'll create an online forum. Maybe, you know, we'll build something around community of parents and support them with a big, large network. And dad turned around and was like, how's that a sustainable business? How's that going to keep a roof over your head and make money? You need money to keep the roof over your head so everything can keep going, you know, Mm. purposeful Mm. business and everything like that. Okay. Conversation, conversation, conversation. I think that's and and within the community, which I think we're going to talk about a little bit later of health tech and startups and stuff like that. I think talking to people is a huge way to either get insights about what you're doing or what you want to do. And I found a startup program called She Starts. And She Starts is a startup accelerator in Sydney for women who have deep industry knowledge, but no tech backgrounds and want to solve big global problems. And so I sort of approached them with more of the formed idea of looking at not just feeding therapy and home programs, but therapy in general and home programs. And I sort of said, I want to create an app for pediatric occupational therapists that's going to help kids do home exercises. And they sort of went, that's cool. That's a big problem, you know, and I could pitch it to them in terms of that. And then again, it's the users that have actually shaped it into what it's been today is we went from being a pediatric occupational therapy app to at the start of the pandemic last year, I had speech therapists and physios and psychologists going, we need this for our practice too, so that our participants can, you know, continue with therapy at home. And I went, oh, okay, how do we make this into a multidisciplinary platform? And then we then came across a new problem, which was helping clinicians also communicate between each other about the participants that they're seeing. 
And so I think it sort of just evolved on itself. And I heard ages ago on a different podcast that starting health tech is like opening a can of worms. And I think that's very true. Yeah. <laughs> you open one door or you open one thing and, and five problems form over here and then you open something else and six problems form over there and you go, oh, okay, but we can actually keep solving these problems because the crux of it all, what we want to do is help kids do therapy at home. Yeah, that's so cool. And I like how the initial problem is there and, and it stays at the foundation of what you're trying to achieve. And I think that's always usually really good advice for people is that even starting hyper niche in something and like very specific to a particular area and then demonstrate the value of what you're building to then scale that out to other areas that are then applicable and could replicate it to. I think that's a very sensible approach and it sounds like it's the pathway that you're on now. You're still a practicing OT as well. What's it like being an occupational therapist in 2021? What are the big challenges that your crew are facing? Wait lists. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah, we, and it's, it's across the board, every, every pediatric OT and I think speech therapist and physio that I talk to is wait lists are just getting longer. The NGAA has been an amazing source for kids with and without diagnoses to get access to funds to get early intervention has been phenomenal. But it also means it's opened the floodgates that all of these kids that might not have had early intervention before are now coming to seek it. And our workforce is just <laughs> nowhere near big enough to cope with, yeah. with the demand. I mean, 2020 was a really interesting year for a lot of us. We, we got thrown in the deep end with telehealth, which was we were doing a little bit of telehealth before with some of our participants, seeing some kids out in rural Australia and stuff like that, but not so much the kids that were living in the community that we were seeing them in. But yes, that was a big shift for us last year. And I've even actually from that kept a, a few kids on telehealth because they actually did a lot better, which was really interesting to see. I think telehealth has an amazing way of seeing kids within their environment and supporting parents through more of a coaching approach so that at the end of it, sometimes you're sort of teaching the parent to be a therapist in a way, which from a long-term perspective is a million times better in my books. But yeah, the biggest issue at the moment is wait lists and just trying to figure out how we can, I guess this is the crux of TheraTrack, right? Is how do we help people be more independent outside of therapy? How do we help people graduate and not need therapy anymore? Because secret is you're not supposed to be in therapy for forever. It's supposed to be a part of, you know, you might jump in and jump out, but it should be something that sort of helps you get as independent as you possibly can be, I guess. But yeah, so if anyone knows 10,000, 30,000 OTs out there, I'd... <laughs> Love to they could be them. listening to this show. <laughs> so you're an OT now and you're also building TheraTrack and you're growing your business and growing the same. What is it like doing both at the same time? You've got your own tech startup and also maintaining the clinical role. Would you maintain that kind of thing for over a longer period of time or would you recommend it to others? Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's definitely a lot of work. It's not for the faint of heart, I think. You know, having a side hustle, it's a commitment. You know, you, you do have to say no to some things and you, you know, you miss out on some social things because you're trying to hustle your business. But I guess for me, at the end of the day, I know why I'm doing what I'm doing and, and what the end goal is. And I can see the light at the end of the tunnel and it looks pretty cool at the moment. So I'm striving for that. I think, I mean, it's the flip side, right? I love being an OT. I, you know, it's fun. I go to work and play all day. Kids walk into a room that has a rock climbing wall on one side, a swing on the other and giant crash mats and toys everywhere. That is the day in the life of a pediatric OT. Pretty fun. So I think there's going to be a point, I was saying this to someone else the other day, uh, where I'm going to probably have to break up with my job, having an it's not you, it's me conversation. Um, <laughs> and yes, I'm not looking forward to it. Um, but 
I think what will happen is my full-time gig will become my side hustle. I don't think I will ever really give up being an OT. I think it's sort of part of me. And it's also nice just to have my foot in the door and, and know what's happening on the ground. I think that's really helped us build TheraTrack and intuitively know how a therapist works, how a session runs, what's the chaos in a session, knowing that all those little small frustrations of therapists and stuff like that has helped us figure out what the UX and what the design of TheraTrack needs to look like so that it can work for a busy therapist, if that makes sense. No, it really does. And if you think about something like telehealth and how quickly that was rolled out, if you'd not been there in the thick of it and understood it from the ground, you wouldn't know totally what it's like to be there. And if you were creating solutions for that particular environment, you wouldn't know exactly what to create unless you had someone there with you and they'd probably be too busy seeing patients then wouldn't be able to speak to you. So having that foot in the door always, I think having a always someone who's clinically involved and maintains that involvement in some way is usually always good for a digital health solution that's being oh created. God, yeah. So that's totally cool. And so you were THT Plus member of the month in December as well. So that's pretty oh. cool. Congratulations on that. Hooray. <laughs> And so you were talking about community as well. So THD Plus is the Talking Health Tech community that we've got going on an online forum where people can join and engage with everyone in the industry, whether it's the clinicians or the vendors and everyone in between. And so you're in there and you were a member of the month. You were talking around community as well, uh, potentially as part of TheraTrack too. How important is community and network and all that kind of stuff in uh, that journey, either as a health tech founder and also in healthcare generally? so important like it's not I think it's not even a question really um having people around you and working no one no one person is going to solve this problem no one person is going to digitally transform the healthcare industry if someone thinks they are I'm, I would be worried because <laughs> it, it it is a can of worms right every bit of healthcare is different every way people work is different I don't think there's one right digital solution for the entire healthcare industry either but if we're all connected in a community and all working towards a collective good of we want to help people get better, we want to help transition to a preventative model of healthcare rather than a medical focus, we want to you know, help people become independent if they've got a disability or we want to help people stay out of the healthcare industry, out of the healthcare system so it, the cost on the economy is a lot less. It's a collective movement. I've met so many entrepreneurs and, and just even healthcare professionals go, oh, this is an awesome idea. I could do it this way or I could use your product this way. And you go, oh, wow, that's really cool. I wouldn't have thought about using it that way. And then they say, oh, for example, multidisciplinary TheraTrack. It was an OT app. You know, it wasn't, I didn't think that everybody else would need it. And then people in the community said, we need it. Okay, here we go. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's an awesome platform. And I mean, what you've done is broken down a lot of barriers for people, which is really, really cool. Barriers of time, barriers of if I'm working in ER, I'm working overnight, I can't go to night events. Or if I'm working, you know, during the day, and I've got a 50 hour work week, I can't go to day events. But if I can have a ping message on THT, and people can just send me messages, and I can connect that way, or I can pitch my business or pitch my idea or ask a question online forum, it just breaks down a lot of those barriers that I think for a lot of people is a big thing to access the digital health world. So I'm 100% in and I think it's awesome. 
Oh, perfect. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Appreciate the plug too. But the, <laughs> uh, yeah, the, no. actually, just on that too, we saw there was some good conversation that was happening this week in the community around engaging with practice management systems and integrating with the ecosystem. I think someone early on in the process is looking to gain advice and insights into how to navigate all that. I'm thinking that with Theratrack, that would be something that you would be needing to do at some point is integrating with the broader systems that exist within healthcare. How have you found that whole process of working with the industry yeah it's been really cool we're actually in the process right now of integrating with our first pms server and that's been really cool they've been awesome they've led us onto demo versions of their product let us test connections we've been working sort of in a collaboration with an industry partner themselves and us i guess in a triangle sort of model finding out what the customer actually needs on the pms server and then working with their developers to integrate our product into it and it's been really positive and we've got another one. So that's with Lumery. And then we're also looking at Core Plus a little bit later on. That's probably going to be the next one, just from user demand and stuff like that. But, you know, there's so many PMS servers out there, I think. I mean, in Australia, there's there's a couple of hundred. And in the US, I think there's a couple of thousand. It's just insane how many. And like I said, back to it, there's no one right one that's going to fit everyone. And I don't think there ever will be. But if we can integrate into those systems, it just makes workflow even easier. I mean, what we want to do is have all of the home programs that are sent from a therapist when they use our mobile app, all the data will just get sent into their case notes. So from more from a medical legal responsibility reason, all the home program that they've sent is there and they don't have to retype it, which for us is time is a big thing as a therapist. But yeah, so it's been really good so far. Cool. No, that's really good. And so what's on the horizon for you guys? What are you working on and, and what's exciting for Theratrack moving into 2021 and beyond? Ah, oh, so much stuff working on at the moment and some really cool, exciting things that I'm actually finally now allowed to talk about. Well, when this podcast app comes out, I'll be allowed to talk about them. So <laughs> I can talk about them now, which is awesome. Yes. <laughs> um, so we partnered with a large private therapy organization last year called Everyday Independence. They are a national organization that has, I think, about 350 therapists on their team across New South Wales, Queensland, Victoria and Tasmania. And they're a disability service provider that uh, works to help people become as independent as possible. So their philosophy just and their vision aligns perfectly with us. And we're really excited to have them as our first enterprise customer and actually run research trials with them. We're going to, you know, we've been co-designing the platform with them over the last three or four months in Secret Squirrels Hustle Land which has been really fun. We've we released the first stage of it to our users last week where we're starting the spider web of, I guess, therapy, which is parents have multiple kids in therapy. Kids have multiple parents who might not be connected and they might have care. Oh my gosh, the spider web of therapy, which is fun. So we've started to, with them, re-architecture our platform so that it can fit all sorts of facets and walks of life in terms of who's accessing therapy, who's seeing the home programs, who's getting access, who's supporting the kids. And they're also going to help us sort of push into a bit more of the the young adult space, which will be really fun. So I'm excited to learn how Theratrack works in that space. <laughs> I'll let you know. So cool. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's a learning journey, right? Like always say yes and then figure it out afterwards sort of thing is the big big motto in my books of like yeah sure let's figure it out let's find out how that works or what happens because you never know what learning you're going to get around the next corner so yeah so we're so excited for that and again community working with the ecosystem I've always said from the start that Theratrack is going to be built by therapists for therapists 
And so we've always co-designed. We've always had small clinical groups that we've worked with. Um, and this is just the same sort of thing on a much larger scale. So yeah, that should all be popping out around March. Fingers crossed all the development goes to plan and there's not too many bugs for, for all those other techies listening. You know how hard it is to work towards a deadline when there's bugs and things you need to fix, but fingers and everything crossed that everything goes to plan. Well, good on you. It's it's fantastic having on like a foundation enterprise customer to then build those relationships off and get a good demonstration of the platform in place. There would be others in the community as well that would be like, oh, how do you go about landing an enterprise customer? What's that journey like? Is it something that by just building the product and solving solutions, these opportunities arise? Or was it quite a targeted thing that you went about in trying to build this partnership together or was a bit of a combination? Can I say a little bit of thank you to COVID? (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> right. so, yeah. annoyingly yeah. so yeah so I mean one of the things last year with COVID and the healthcare ecosystem sort of basically sinking or swimming and and needing to learn about different technology options that were out there because you know we couldn't see our kids face to face or if we did it was very limited and things like that so we had a lot of people actually reach out to us I want to say what was it between February and sort of May we grew by 500%. People just, and it was, I think we had a, a not as big a, you know, jump as CoView because they went through the roof, but a similar sort of concept where therapists were looking for solutions that would help them do those sorts of things. So Leanne, the founder of Everyday Independence found us. They were looking to partner with someone that was innovative that was going to help them, I guess, with their next phase of innovation. So they're looking at supporting people with everyday habits. Um, and helping build everyday healthy habits and build healthy routines so that people can become more independent outside. And that's sort of our vision and our values sort of aligned really closely with that. So they found us initially as a, it was a sales call uh, that came through. Um, And then out of a few different calls, they've actually jumped on as more of an investor customer. So Leanne, who is a phenomenal OT, she's on the board of directors for OT Australia, super innovator. I just, her brain is amazing. She found us and we formed this amazing partnership where she's going to be on the TheraTrack journey with us forever now, which is really cool because I think, again, it's that community thing, right? Having lots of brains that are involved, having lots of people that are interested and, and on the same mission as you is really, really important. So so cool. Such a yeah. such a great partnership and it sounds like it's going to be a wild ride for you guys and a really good relationship to build upon to then find, you know, new connections through. So that's yeah. big congratulations to you. In terms of then the rest of the year, there's other things going on as well? Yeah, yeah. So we've been picked as the innovative champion for the National Telehealth Conference. So I think you're chairing that, which is awesome. So that'll be fun. We'll get to hang out again. And then Coview's uh, sponsoring as well, um, which I think is an awesome telehealth platform, especially for allied health professionals, you know. So that'll be really cool. We're presenting at the Australian Healthcare Week, which was cancelled last year because of COVID, but is being revamped again on the startup stage. Um, And I'm actually bringing along one of our customers to that. And we are going to talk about the whole journey of co-design Um, and how that whole experience works from both a clinician and from a startup. So that'll be a really interesting conversation that we'll have in front of everybody, um, which will be fun. Yeah. And then, yeah, we're just in the thick of product development at the moment. So after I jump off this, I'm going back to Asana to make sure everything's been done. 
that's such a great story and it's awesome to hear all the exciting things you've got coming up this year and beyond. For anyone that wants to find out more about Theratrack and get in touch with Laura, the details of Theratrack will be in the details of this episode on the website. Leave a comment on there if you have any feedback or you can get in touch with Laura. What's the best way to get in touch with you guys? The easiest way to get in touch with us is if you go to our website, www.theratrack.co, you can either book a demo with me or you can just hit our connect us form and you can connect with me that way. It's the easiest way. For therapists that are listening, we've still got our COVID discount that's sitting on the platform. Um, I know a lot of therapists took it hard last year in terms of just therapy and, and things getting flipped on their heads. So we've got for new therapists that are jumping on our platform, a six month, 50% discount at the moment. My theory was I'd take that down when the COVID pandemic slowed down a bit, but it still seems to be around. So it'll be probably up for a few more months yet. So people can jump on there and get that discount and try Theratrack and see if it works for their business. Get amongst it. Look, you're doing a great thing, Laura. Thank you so much for sharing the story and look forward to speaking with you more in the community later on. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the show. Check out talkinghealthtech.com to connect with other people in our community and to learn more about the Australian health tech industry. Also, make sure you hit subscribe on your favourite podcast player so you don't miss an episode and share this episode with a few people who need to hear it. Now go make it happen. Listener.